So, despite both countries' strong intolerance for gays, Pakistan and Kenya lead the world in searches for gay porn on Google. Now, much as I can try and find a way to explain this, I just need to ask my fellow straight fellas, is there something wrong? Is there something that you would like to tell us right about now? Because this isn't looking too good for the rest of us. Because in a country that likes to say that it is not pro-LGBT, in a country that has a ton of people always speaking about how being gay is unnatural and you know they don't want gay people, how can a man and a man be together, it's not natural, blah blah, the Bible, it was Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve, then all of a sudden it's like, wait, we actually like seeing them in action, like let's look at a little bit of them here and there. Like, that kind of makes it seem a little bit hypocritical of us, right? Because I feel as though the LGBT community in this country goes through a lot in terms of people just hating on them to the extent why they kind of have to have their own, like, safe spaces to do shit. But after seeing such a fact like this, it does kind of make me question some of that shit that I've been told by some of them. Because some of them do actually state that a lot of these homophobic people actually are you know sort of playing against the home team just on a secret level there's a lot of straight guys that go and do gay shit with gay people and still come out on the forefront saying that being gay isn't a good thing although as much as i would like to close it off there and just conclude that there's a lot of straight guys that play against the home team in a secret manner or there are quite a lot of closeted people there could be a bunch of other explanations for this because when you look at it there could be a bunch of explanations for this now first of all you could say that you know there's a bunch of straight guys that are in the closet about this uh two you could say that there's a ton of gay people that search for a ton of gay porn on google which seems a little bit odd because you know if you're somebody that likes consuming this you'd probably i don't know be knowing some of these sites and you wouldn't need to use google then there's this other bit where it could be a case of people who are porn addicts and you know their addiction has pushed them to that level and you know it's it's a totally plausible thing you know when it comes to things like porn addiction you find that people go for the craziest and craziest shit the more their addiction kind of grows and it's understandable you know you can end up finding a straight person who has a porn addiction going to the extent of watching gay porn it's something that isn't entirely new or surprising then you could just say that there are people that genuinely do want to find out how gay people have sex. And I think that one kind of has a little bit of sense, but just a little bit. But I think probably the most plausible reasoning for this is when you look at the lesbian community, they also do kind of refer to themselves as gay. They'll call themselves gay women. And when you consider that there are people that will look at the gay and the lesbian community as one and just call them gay, so, you know, you play against the home team regardless of gender you're considered gay, then, you know, it would make sense. Because I know a lot of straight guys that would prefer to watch lesbian porn. And just like that, you know, you can bump up the searches quite a bit on Google because you're looking for lesbian porn, but it'll factor in as like a gay porn search in one way or another. So there could be a little bit of sense in this, just a little bit. But all in all, I don't think there's anything to be ashamed about. Whether people should be pro or against it is entirely up to them. Personally, I don't really give much of a damn about it. Because, well, I have a podcast to begin and I think I've been talking about porn a lot longer than some people's ears would like to actually take in such information. So we should probably start this. So in typical fashion... 
Welcome to Break Time on West Side, your number one break time podcast coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is a man who does not watch porn but rather uses it for research. He is a man who until recently always knew that truffle butter was a very expensive kind of food. He is none other than your tall, dark and mildly handsome man, Sir Denver B. The show is Tweet Street, the show where we take a deep dive into Twitter, pull up a couple of tweets and break them down a little bit. Now at this point, y'all probably already know how it goes. You know, I usually have a song for you. I tell you if you've been listening for a minute, this is the time when you can join in. If you don't know, then you can just kind of listen along. But I'm still gonna say it as is. If you have been listening to the show for quite a bit of a while, then you know how Tweet Street goes. You know, there's a very simple way of submitting whatever tweets you want me to discuss. And if you know the song that I usually have to this whole sending tweets thing, then you can sing along with me. And if you don't know it, then you know you can just listen along. Maybe it's your first time listening. Maybe you just don't want to learn it. But you know, either way, it's okay. It's a very simple drill. And the reason I'm calling it a song is because I repeat it the exact same way, almost as if there's a tune to it. And it goes like this. You see that tweet, you like that tweet, you want us to discuss that tweet, you send that tweet. You send it to the DMs of at D, which happens to be my personal Twitter handle and I will take it from there and handle it accordingly. If it is on Facebook and it happens to be one of those screenshots, one of those screen grabs that you just happen to see there that was pulled from Twitter, then you can send it to the Breaktime on Westside Facebook page which is at Breaktime on Westside and on Instagram you can also slide it into the DMs of at Breaktime on Westside and I will take it and handle it accordingly. Now, usually I tend to have a bit of a rant before I get into the tweets, but guess what? This time I don't really have one, mainly because the rant that I'd have used is actually a tweet. So we might as well get into the whole set of tweets. So on to the first tweet. Imagine checking your girl's phone to see if she's cheating and you see her getting curved by dudes. Alright, I think this factors in as possibly one of the many dilemmas that guys in relationships can get to. Like, this is genuinely factored in as a proper dilemma. Because you honestly don't know how to feel as a guy because you don't know that to feel good or bad. Because, you know, you can feel good that, you know, your shorty isn't cheating on you. But at the same time, you're feeling bad because your shorty isn't cheating on you because guys don't want to bang her. And if guys don't want to bang her, it's usually because of one of two reasons. Either one, they're scared of you, or two, she's ugly. And eight times out of ten, it's usually because she's ugly. And the reason why I'm giving it such a high probability of happening is because when you actually think about it, guys will bang just about anything regardless of the dangers. And I kid you not, this is something that I have seen happen time and time again. I know for a fact that in Kenya, quite a lot of the cheating scandals that have made their way into the media have involved people from the armed forces. And by that, I mean army people and policemen. Like, these are the people that will come to you, stop your car, put a gun at your face and be like, I am the law, even though they're the ones that are supposed to enforce it. Like, these people are sent to hunt some of the worst of the worst criminals. And you're still finding that even though these people are so incredibly dangerous, there's still some guy that will go and bang an army person's wife will go and bang a policeman's wife, even though this is somebody who has the license to carry a firearm and has the training on how to use it. Like, it doesn't even make sense. But at the end of the day, you will still find that some guy went and banged a GSU officer's wife or girlfriend. And for those of us that stay in this part of the world, we know very well, GSU are some of the worst people you can ever fuck with in the first place. 
so if there's somebody that's scared enough to go for you know those kinds of people's wives then you know for a fact that guys don't fear like if former governor of nairobi county mike sonko's wife hit me up and was like yo denver i really want you and i want to hit i'd be like yo first of all you're married and second of all you're that guy's wife like this guy moves around with a goon of people at his side and because of that i'd probably say no but i kid you not there's probably gonna be someone who'll be like yo that is some dangerous shit and i definitely shouldn't be doing it but you know what since you asked when when and they'd probably go and do the deed so if anything your girlfriend is probably faithful to you by circumstance and because of that your ego will be bruised and in a sense it kind of feels like this same exact dilemma that you hear some guys having where it's like you know you're dating this babe and you know you haven't seen her in a while and you decide to go over to her place and as you're nearing you can hear that she's having her back blown out by some other guy but for some reason she's screaming your name and you know you kick the door down and you find that you know as per your belief she is getting her back blown out by some other dude but she's been calling out your name and she's been moaning it so damn well so you all know like she could be banging him but she's probably thinking of you and in a sense like it's kind of a redeeming thing but at the same time she's cheating on you which is a very bad thing so it's like you don't know should you dump this babe should you continue being with her so it kind of also does feel like a bit of a dilemma like that the only difference is this dilemma of having your babe's back being blown out is a little bit easier to handle because the way i'd probably handle it is i'd let them finish because you know at least my name's being called and you know just watch them and be like you know what handle your business and make sure you continue screaming out my name and then once they're done i dump the both of them and then i just leave and go back to doing my own shit as a single person but in the event that your babe is being carved by other dudes then you probably have to consider which one actually matters more to you whether it's your ego or your heart because if it's your ego then drop the babe because she ugly and if it's your heart then you know it's 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 probably nothing to dump about because you know she actually hasn't cheated on you just yet although then again there is that thing about emotional cheating so if she's already being carved by dudes either way she was going to look for dick somewhere else and that's still cheating in one way or another so either way you're probably still gonna drop the d but anyways this is an interesting dilemma and i'd really want people's input on this and what exactly they would do in this case but that being said we should probably move it on so on to our next tweet some guy finds out that his babe is cheating and the first thing he does is to go to his teammate man to man at he leave my woman alone um fellas I'm sure there's not that many of you that have done medicine. Actually, I'm sure there's a ton of you that haven't done medicine. Hell, even I haven't. But let me just ask this, uh even though we don't necessarily know that much, which is better, treating the symptom or treating the disease? Cuz this is this is a very classic case where if you approach another guy to start asking him to leave your babe alone, this is a case of treating the symptom, not necessarily the disease. Because if this babe already cheated on you, then it's not necessarily a problem of the guy. It's a problem with the babe. Like this is something that you probably should be talking to your babe about. And yes, I get it. There's babes that have done this with their mans, and you know they've confronted the side piece. They've confronted some woman that's disturbing them, and it's worked. And you know it probably seems like a pretty good blueprint to follow. But I kid you not, that is nothing but absolute bullshit. Because here's the issue. Like. 
People will always talk about how guys sometimes will do things impulsively. You know, a guy can kiss a woman by accident or, you know, he can trip and fall into a vagina and shit. You know, stuff like that. And I'm not gonna lie, I usually find that shit questionable and I don't really believe 99% of all of that. But what I can say for a fact is that's not the same exact thing with a babe. You know, people will also say that by the time a babe is making out with you, it's because she's actually thought about it and she's contemplated it and she's decided to actually do it. And well, I think that, you know, much as that could or couldn't be true, I still don't think that you approaching the person that your wife or your woman cheated on you with mano a mano to start talking shit out as the first resort to be a very smart thing to do. Because in my very limited experience with, you know, dealing with and discussing cheating situations, I've always kind of said it. The reasons could be external or internal. And if it's external, it's probably, you know, they went, they saw somebody else and, you know, like one thing led to another. And, you know, the spirit was strong, but the flesh was weak and the legs were probably weaker. You know, she split them cheeks and, you know, shit happened. But it could be an internal thing in that you're not giving her something and she went to get it from somebody else. Now, both of those probably classify as much better ways to categorize cheating. And if your woman cheated on you based on one or both of these situations, then you probably would be better off finding out from her why they did it. And once you find out the why, then it'll probably allow you to think of how you guys will deal with this entire thing. Whether that thing that you call your relationship will need to end or whether it's something that the both of you can, you know, fight through and work on and, you know, possibly improve for better times so that she doesn't do it again. Because sometimes the problem could be you as a guy. And even though you successfully confront and manage to deter the guy that your woman cheated on you with, who says that you won't just go for another guy because of the same exact thing? So maybe you should probably go and find out from her why she did it so that you can see if she'll do it again. Because sometimes the disease is actually your relationship or something that you're doing in the relationship and that guy that you cheated on you with is simply just the symptom. But anyways, that being said, let's move it on to our next tweet. I wouldn't walk into a relationship thinking what am I getting out of this. I'm thinking what can I do to make this work or what can I bring into this. Be yourself and do your part. The rest is not for you to stress over, love is not selfish. This applies to everyone, not only one group of people or a particular gender. Do you and be you. Also, don't give more than you have or place yourself in a compromising situation because of anyone. Again, this is not only for romantic relationships but also platonic. Okay, very interesting sentiments put out there, but while they do seem quite well-founded and well-placed, I do have a couple of issues with some of them. Now, first of all, when you're looking at a platonic friendship, you kind of have to look at where you're gaining from. Like, you have to look at it more into where you're gaining from it and how the both of you can gain together rather than, you know, what do I bring into this? Because it's a platonic friendship. And funny enough, contrary to what quite a lot of people might actually think, you do spend quite a lot of time with your platonic friends, like a ton of your time. So why would I spend a ton of my time only thinking about how I'm giving into the friendship? Like it doesn't make sense for me. If we're not gaining together, then I don't see why we need to be together. Because essentially when I'm choosing my friends and sort of like reviewing the kind of friendships that I have, 
I usually try to look at it from a gaining perspective and it doesn't necessarily have to be a monetary gain. Sometimes it can be on the sense of mental health. Sometimes I just need a good loyal person that I can go to if I ever need any help that, you know, I know I can also do the same for. Sometimes I'm looking to gain from a knowledge level. So, you know, a nice exchange of information here and there, you know, learning about certain things that I might not know about. Hell, even to some level, mentorship does carry a certain amount of friendship. And when you kind of think about it, we can't forget our friends with benefits because how do we gain from them? You know, there's that orgasm that we're looking at. So ideally, if you're not gaining from your friends, then you're kind of losing to them. If I end up being friends with somebody and all they're doing is dumping whatever problems they have onto my ears or, you know, they're busy calling me every time they want a bailout, but they never help out. Then what the fuck do I have you as a friend for? Like, I'm not the Red Cross or, you know, your personal helpline. So in a sense, if you are going to be friends with somebody, I think there has to be a gain basis that is there from the very beginning. So in a sense, I totally disagree with this one on the platonic friendship. But when you're looking at it from a relationship perspective, I can see where she's saying the truth. Although I would argue that for most people, whenever they're getting into a relationship, they're not really thinking in the first place. Otherwise, probably about a third of all toxic relationships wouldn't have happened or wouldn't even exist in the first place. But ideally, if you are going to say that people are to think before they get into a relationship, then I would say that most people usually think in the sense of, I want to be with this person because I care about them and I would want us to grow together. Like there has to be some level of mutual growth in this. And that's usually on a healthy relationship basis. If it's unhealthy, then you could find that, you know, there's a bit of one sidedness and somebody just wants to gain on their own. But ideally, whenever you find people are, you know, questioning the idea of getting into a relationship with someone else, they don't think in the sense of what can I do to make this work? That usually comes in after the relationship has started. And, you know, usually after that infatuation has kind of died down a little bit because most people, whenever they think of getting into a relationship, they're thinking, I want to be with this person. It's not, I want to be with this person because, or I want to do this to help this person. No, it's usually, I want to be with this person. They don't question anything beyond that. And frankly, I think telling people to think this way isn't that smart of a thing to do, because in a sense, it's kind of making yourself kind of get into a position where it's like you're losing out. Because if all you're thinking about is giving and not getting, then you're probably gonna end up giving a hell of a lot more than you'll ever end up getting. So besides the fact that those questions can be asked when you're in the relationship, I totally disagree with the rest of this tweet. So we should probably move it on to our final tweet of this episode. So on to the last tweet. Don't do anything you wouldn't want your partner doing to you. It's honestly that simple. Hello cheaters, I hope you're listening to this. I don't know, like I feel as though this is something that I should have added in the episode, A Conversation for Cheaters, because I feel as though this is one of those things that most people should probably get through their heads. Because a lot of people think with a very, very interesting and selfish double standard when it comes to, you know, relationships, life and just people in general. And at the end of it, they end up making decisions that will end up hurting their partner, even though that's not exactly what they were trying to do. Because you kind of think about it, it's not like cheating makes the other person happy. 
and then usually you find that it's not like revenge cheating will make the other person happy. Both of those are very selfish decisions that have actually been made, even though one of them is geared towards revenge, still pretty selfish. But when you kind of question yourself and ask yourself, if I cheat on my partner, would I be comfortable with her cheating on me or with him cheating on me? It does kind of make you question whether you should do it or you shouldn't. Because when it gets to the point where you're comfortable with that, then probably you can have a conversation with your partner having an open relationship. Because if the love is the same and all you know that you're getting out of, you know, going and banging other people outside the relationship is sex, then maybe an open relationship is where it's at for the both of you. But if you feel like you're entirely against that idea of your partner sleeping with another person, yet you want to bang someone else, then you do have to start looking at your double standards and what you want as a person. At the same time, when you consider something like polygamy or polyandry, then you do have to kind of consider it that exact same way because if your partner is okay with you having another partner that is given the same exact title as theirs, you know, even though they're called second or third, like, do you think that they'd be comfortable if you showed one of them a little bit more love than the other? And also, if you try to flip the tables and think about it a little bit, then, you know, if you were sharing your partner with someone else, would you expect them to show you the same exact love as the other person? Or, you know, would you even be comfortable with that entire idea in the first place? And when you think about it like that, it does kind of help in reducing the number of double standard situations that we have right about now. And it will actually end up making people a little less selfish than they already are as of now. But then again, I could be wrong about this, so I want to know your thoughts on this. The DMs are open on Twitter. It is at BagakaTheD, which happens to be my personal Twitter handle. On Facebook and Instagram, it is at BreakTime on Westside. Feel free to slide into the DMs anytime to give your thoughts and comments on this. Thank you so much for listening all the way till the end. And if you are listening on CastBox, feel free to drop your thoughts and comments below, and I will attend to them accordingly. And I will catch you guys on the next break.